It's time for Bottom of the Bargain Bin with Kevin Hart. <laughs> Welcome back to Bottom of the Bargain Bin. Funny Girl of 1964 is a semi-biographical musical of the life of comedian Fanny Bryce, and it is quickly becoming one of my favorite shows. Julie Stein's music is wonderful, and Barbara Streisand's vocals can't be beat. The 1968 movie adaptation, while well, deviating a little from the show, included some of Bryce's actual songs, giving it some real-world authenticity in an already only somewhat historically accurate depiction of her life. Still, the movie is held in high regard, with some considering it better than the musical it's based on. Streisand reprising the role that launched her to superstardom helped, I'm sure. But her life did not end when Nikki Arnstein exited her life stage left. Fanny Bryce continued to thrive, eventually landing the Baby Snooks radio show. She was married a few times, and one of those men she married was Broadway songwriter Billy Rose. Their marriage is the basis for the sequel, which is Funny Lady from 1975. Now, making a sequel to a musical, much less one that is actually good, is hard. I am not going to discount the work that went into this because it is a big, lavish production with great performances. Now, that being said, there are very few musical sequels that actually work. The best I can think of is Grease 2, and that is one people are very mixed about as at best. Others are laughably bad, like Bring Back Birdie, the terrible sequel to Bye Bye Birdie that ran four performances before it closed, or Annie, which had three sequels. Annie 2, Miss Hannigan's Revenge, never made it past tryouts. Annie, A Royal Adventure, a straight-to-video sequel. And Annie Warbucks, which was a somewhat enough successful stage show that it was able to actually get made. Funny Lady has a score by Candor and Ebb, and they did musicals such as Chicago and Cabaret. While the songs are good, they are pretty forgettable and clash with the original musicals since it's a different writing team. While the original had showstoppers like Don't Rain on My Parade, People, and My Man, which was added for the movie, this one has, among the original songs in the score, a few songs written such by Billy Rose, such as Me and My Shadow. Like I said, they're fine, but what were intended to be the I'm the Greatest Star and Don't Rain on My Parade of this fall flat. Streisand is in almost all of the movie, which makes sense as she is the main draw and the best part, but even she can't save this movie's script. James Caan, he plays Sonny in The Godfather, plays Billy Rose. Now, he does a great job, but I can't help but thinking that he is trying a little too hard, maybe, to be a character that's Godfather-esque. Uh, and another character that shows up, at least in one scene, is Ben Vereen. Now, uh, you may know Ben Vereen as the deadbeat dad of Will in The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. He's great, and he has this great dance number with these chorus girls, but again, he's really only in the one scene, the one big dance scene. He's in the background of maybe like one part else otherwise, and it is a shame because he's a great stage presence, great singing voice, and he really could have been a great character in this movie if it wasn't, I guess, based on somewhat historical events, and I, I don't know. that I just wished he was in more of this movie, because he is one of the best parts. Now, speaking of characters that really aren't in much of it, let's talk about Nicky Arnstein himself, Omar Sharif, who reprises that role for maybe five minutes of this two-hour and 17-minute movie. The once suave but slimy gambler he just played a few years prior is gone, and now he looks like the My Pillow guy. His appearance in this movie, which should be as dramatic as it is portrayed, it just feels like an actor reprising their role for a bit on SNL or The Tonight Show. When he shows up an 
hour into the movie and says, Fanny. You almost expect studio applause. I mean, I guess the point is that he's always been a gold-digging bum, and Fanny still has feelings for him. But it just does not go over well, as the writers and directors hoped. And tonally, I mean, this movie is just all over the place. There's a scene shortly after Rose and Bryce are married where they are screaming in each other's faces, and it looks like it's going to turn violent. I mean, Billy looks like he's about to like hit her or something, and I mean, he doesn't. He gets a nosebleed and falls asleep. But this just comes out of nowhere. I mean, absolutely no. This is right after. I mean, a direct cut right after they get married uh, five months prior. And I know their marriage wasn't perfect, and that's part of the plot of the movie, but... God, this just comes out of nowhere. And early on, you know, their relationship is budding. He pats her on the butt and then tries to forcibly kiss her, and she's pushing him away. She throws some powder on him. He throws it back at her, and they laugh, and that furthers their friendship. Now, not that I'm in a Me Too, a movie that takes place almost 100 years ago, but, oh, it is painfully awkward to watch. And because this is later in Fanny Bryce's life, she's more established and comfortable speaking her mind. Streisand gets to play around with this a lot and let loose. And although the movie is PG, it's mid-70s PG, so probably closer to today's PG-13. There's, I mean, there's enough goddams to make John McClane blush, but it's almost used to the point of parody. Now, in a well-written musical, songs that are performed in the show's universe have a reason for being there. They move the plot along in a way conventional dialogue and action can't. But here, there's so much superfluous music that it makes your head spin. There's maybe two songs that exist to actually advance the narrative, and, well... The rest of them are songs that Billy Rose wrote that are shoehorned into the movie. It ends with Fanny Bryce telling Nick off um, after... Well, as she's telling him off, uh, she's being cheated on by Billy Rose. And that, of course, marriage comes to a head. They get divorced. But they reconnect ten years later in heavily aged makeup. And they sing Me in My Shadow because they wanted to include it in the movie. I wouldn't recommend this at all. I would just watch Funny Girl instead. Maybe do the listen to the soundtrack because that might be something you could do. It would it's it's a nice soundtrack. There's some good songs, but really, I, I, Funny Girl beats this in every category. I would just watch Funny Girl again, or if you haven't watched it yet, just watch that. Thank you very much for watching and listening. I will see you next time on Bottom of the Bargain Bin.